0: You know, it's funny, Jimmy T, because right before we started recording, I was like, you know, I got to find the thumbnail for this week. I got to have that opening graphic before we roll the intro video. And immediately my brain went, holy crap, what was the lead story of this week? <laughs> and it, I mean, obviously, looking back in hindsight, it's clearly John Moxley's return to AEW. But there has been so much happening inside of the world of professional wrestling that Nothing really is standing out. Like it feels like not even just inside of AEW, just inside of the WWE, inside of New Japan, inside of Stardom. It feels like Vince Russo is writing the entire professional wrestling world. Like it's crash TV across all the different companies as we get, you know, the big returns coming in AEW, WWE getting ready for Rumble season. We've got the golden anniversary kicking off in New Japan. Stardom still kicking ass around all the freaking world. Like, it's crazy right now, but there's not that lead-popping story. It's got to be Moxley, right?
1: 100% Moxley, but uh, it's funny how you brought up Vince Russo and saying, like, he's booking all of professional wrestling because it's funny. I've been saying that for about a year that I think is booking everything pretty much as well. I mean, it is Crash TV, dude, especially in WWE and AEW. Yeah, I
0: mean, and I think people kind of get what crash tv is wrong crash tv is just there's something going on every single segment. Everybody on the show has a story. Everything is intertwined. It's very, very well woven, right? Whereas like WCW when I talked to Bischoff, one and a half things. Every episode of Nitro was about one and a half things. You're doing whatever you're doing this week and setting something up for next week. That's all Nitro was for the full two hours where Russo's version was, no, bro. We got something (laughs) going on every segment, bro. And it was just absolute freaking craziness and mayhem. And as we head into the Royal rumble i mean that's kind of where you want pro wrestling to be right i mean new japan's coming off of wrestle kingdom so things kind of take a little bit of a dive there but wwe ramps things up for the royal rumble wrestlemania season aew is kind of in this weird holding pattern until we get to revolution but it feels like they're about ready to start ramping things up there, there's just so much going on inside of the world of pro wrestling right now
1: a lot is going on but is it really that great though what's going on that's the problem though jargo i mean there's a lot of things that just that's seem true. weird and uh and i don't know where things are going like for example you know roland's mentioning john moxley on smackdown like where are we going with that you know what i'm saying so
0: yeah or man, the cody promo
1: all the cody promo right absolutely and again there's rumors of him appearing in the rumble but like you said that on happened. uncaged you highly doubt it no. and i think i'm starting to lean towards the doubtful side too but You never know.
0: I mean, that just seems absurd to me. Like that, that (laughs) that, that's even a conversation going on inside of the pro wrestling world. At this point, just feels absolutely absurd to me. Even a year ago, that wouldn't seem nearly as absurd because we had the triple H component. We're going to talk about NXT a little bit later on. And, you know, there's some word coming out that maybe WWE is a little disappointed in NXT (laughs) 2.0. We'll we'll get into all that. I do want to start with Moxley. I want to start with Moxley's promo. And I kind of want to talk about Cody's promo too. It was like, it was the best of promos. It was the worst of promos on (laughs) AEW this week. Um, the Moxley promo I thought was really, really freaking good. Um, I, I know Bully Ray has come out and made some comments and, and about how Moxley should be apologizing to the fans. I mean, oh, that's, that's just not John Moxley. That's not the John <laughs> Moxley character. I think I think that would be appropriate in some context, like you know Jeff Hardy, but I, right. I don't think that works for the John Moxley character. I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of the promo, and I feel like a, after reading John Moxley's book. I feel like I understand Moxley a whole lot more. Moxley was always my least favorite member of the Shield. I was never a Dean Ambrose fan. I think he ranks right up there with Diesel as the worst WWE champions of all time. I mean, and, and it's just because the creative was absolute crap. He wasn't having good matches. He didn't seem into it. The WWE championship did not feel like the main event. Um, And that's why Brock Lesnar didn't want to work with Dean Ambrose. It just, it didn't, it felt beneath Brock Lesnar and he was right. Now I feel like I understand Moxley a bit more. Um, And I think a large part of that is because he's not scripted. So you get these kind of train of thought consciousness promos out of John Moxley that, you know, it's like, what the hell is he talking about? And then he kind of (laughs) somehow brings it all back around and back together. That's very much the way his book is too. It's written as like a stream of consciousness, and it's very, very odd, but I feel like I understand Moxley a bit more now. Um, I saw a picture, Jimmy T, of Moxley right before he left and Moxley when he returned. Moxley looks great. He killed that promo. Um, I I can't wait to see what he's going to do with Danielson, which we'll talk about here in just a minute.
1: Well, man, it's interesting. You talk about his book being all over the place kind of thing. I mean, just look at – remember that Stone Cold podcast with with Ambrose or Moxley, whatever you want to call him? I felt from that point on, he killed himself. Like, that Dean Ambrose character was dead after that, and it wasn't long after that he lost the WWE title. But, man, in saying that, I'm happy for Moxley. I didn't know he was an alcoholic, first of all, man, so that came out of nowhere, literally – and it makes yeah, sense. Be- th-
0: are you surprised by that? No, not at I all. I mean, like, think of the Moxley character, like, and, and right. even the person that I assume resides behind that character. It's just like, yeah, that seems par for the course. You know. Well, I'm
1: su- I'm surprised he wasn't on any drugs, man. To be honest with you, because his upbringing was pretty bad, if if I recall, man. I mean, in
0: Ohio at that time, right. especially. I mean, the the opioid crisis still hitting Ohio pretty hard.
1: Well, wasn't, uh, I think his mother, wasn't she on Hard Drugs Man or something like
0: that? Yeah, I mean, there's, and it, and it seems like that's kind of Ohio at that point. And it seems like a lot of people in that Ohio scene turned to professional wrestling at that point, kind of as a therapy outside of that. Um, and it's worked out really, really well for guys from, you know, Sammy Callahan and, what him and his boys were doing over in impact wrestling. Cody Hawks, right. freaking legend um, that whole like heartland wrestling association area. Shout out to RBV and the OHIO. Absolutely. Um, I mean, RBV says that's, that's the absolute heartbeat of professional wrestling in the United States. And hmm.
1: 2022,
0: it's kind of hard <laughs> to dispute that, man. There's a lot of talent from that area. Well,
1: shout out to Ohio because I've got my, my first cousins from Ohio, man. So shout out to Tonya and everybody else, but yeah, man. So I have got a sauce for for Ohio. I'll I'll, I'll give him that much. But yeah, I mean, calling it the epicenter of professional wrestling, I don't know. But
0: like you said, it's 2022, so who knows? I mean, look Maybe at look at is. OVW, man, and everything they sure. had going on coming up through right. that area. It, it's pretty crazy. No,
1: absolutely, man. And I, like I said, we, and back to Moxley, like he's had it hard. He's had it tough. He's but man. I'm glad he's healthy. He looks good. I do think he's a little bit too skinny in a way, especially with, I don't know if he's trying to, like, sort of, uh, you know, his hair, like, he's got too much, like, chest hair, man. He needs to, like, chop that down. But
0: I just hope he puts on a bit more muscle mass, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kinda of, a bit closer to what he was when he first came back inside of the WWE with the shorter hair and right, every, right. nobody really kind of knew that Ambrose was coming back. Like that was a great and he just looked felt. It was I know. True. It was true, it was man. quite the body transformation. On the other hand, we had Cody. Um and Cody comes out and cuts these huge, epic long all over the place promos. And I think I finally kind of figured out what it is about Cody. That's pissing me off when it comes to these promos, he speaks to meta. Like yeah. he pulls back the curtain too far. Like this is the part in the promo where I tell you, and it's like, yeah, 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 that which is understood does not need to be stated. And, uh, I, I think that's kind of Cody's problem at this point, everything is being overstated, uh, I know you watch on fight TV. So when we get the picture in picture, you just stay with the footage, right? So absolutely with the sound and everything. Like, I mean, everything. So the way this worked on American TV, Cody comes out, they, they do like his little entrance theme and then they go to picture in picture. And it's like, you know, a three minute break of Cody walking around and setting Mm -hmm. up this ladder and so he finally gets the ladder all set up. We come back to Cody. He cuts like a 10-minute promo and doesn't even reference the ladder. Sure. Like he's cutting I forgot promos. about the
1: ladder, actually.
0: He's cutting promos on everybody. Everybody inside of the company. It's like he's trying to attach like himself to everybody else's heat at this point. Um, and, and I really, really dislike that. Like he's out there trying to cut a pipe bomb and he's even referencing CM punk. He's talking about how punk said he wanted to do all these things. Cody's like, well, well, I freaking did them. And it's like, this felt like a heel promo to me from Cody, especially when he says, you want to know why I won't turn heel. Like that's the most heel thing to say, right? Like at this point, I feel like Cody's character is just a completely delusional baby face, which makes him a heel. Absolutely makes him a heel.
1: I mean, to the point where he was even twitching, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He was twitching, dude, which is very heelish. The way he was doing it, you know, that Cody heel style of twitching, whatever he does. And also, if you pay attention to his hair, he's growing out his hair. You can see the black roots. You know what it means when he's doing that? He's definitely turning full-blown heel with the darker hair you know, and all that stuff. But Cody is so full of himself, man. I'm convinced this wasn't really the intention that we're going for, but he has to like, sort of go there in my opinion, which he is.
0: I feel like Cody is trying to create the ultimate tweener. Like so <sighs> much so that his entrance comes out right between the heel and yeah, baby face entrance. True. That's actually true. I I feel like he's trying to become the ultimate tweener. And in order for that to work, he has to win the undisputed TNT championship against Sammy Guevara inside of a ladder match. Which he will, which actually adds to the Cody character. Right. But then you can position him against both baby faces and heels depending on who wants to challenge for the TNT championship. Cody is going for the ultimate tweener character. The problem is he's just a delusional babyface <laughs> which in my mind makes him a heel. Absolutely, dude. And uh, Cody's
1: Cody's a character man. Like to me, like he, there's no one like him. Like he's he's trying to do the John Cena sort of thing. Right. But the the problem with doing the John Cena thing, it doesn't work with him, man. You know what I mean? Cena was able to just, you know, go straight through all that shit and just keep going, you know? And that was part of his gimmick in the end. But with Cody, like you said, he's so delusional, right? He truly thinks he's King Dick, pretty much. Let's be honest. He thinks he's
0: Triple H. I mean, like, I (laughs) feel like the Cody character is Triple H and the Brandy character is Stephanie McMahon.
1: But a real dumbed-out version of Stephanie McMahon, dude. Let's be honest. She just can't fucking do it, bro. Like, I just don't think she's... Like, she's a natural heel in terms... The people just can hate on her right off the bat,
0: right? She's a natural heel in the respect that she has absolutely zero redeeming qualities. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. As a character, there's nothing to like about Brandi Rhodes. Other than the way she looks in her gear. That's it. That's the only thing, dude. Really, the only thing. And
1: Cody, man, like I said, I, I don't know where this is fully going. If he's going to do the ultimate tweener, so basically he's turning into Bret Hart then. Because I felt like he was the biggest tweener in professional wrestling. When you really think about it, he was a heel in the
0: US. He was a babyface everywhere else around the world. I think they're kind of trying to do that with Bullet Club right now, which is a little <laughs> weird. Because I, I had a source at the Impact tapings that right. God and Jay White were at last night, and he said Bullet Club was working straight babyface on that show. And it's like, <sighs> so are we going for Bullet Club or babyfaces in the states and heels in Japan? Are we really going to try to do the Bret Hart like Hart Foundation? I don't. I don't think that's going to work. Not with those guys.
1: No, no chance, especially with God, man. Come on, yeah. Right. Even Jay White. I mean, seriously,
0: he's a hey, natural I, heel, man. they there was. Heels. There was a an event, um, Insurgents, maybe, where God was on the show, and it was the Los Angeles show, the most recent one and god comes out baby face like freaking too sweet in the crowd slapping hands with fans and it's just like this is (laughs) weird (laughs) this is weird like full-on bizarro world
1: well essentially the nwa was kind of tweeners too man i mean they were that cool that everybody loved them but there were places where they absolutely hated them too you know what i mean
0: so i see what they're trying shout out to the office
1: Yes, shout outs to the world's best boss, you Jago, the world's best boss. Somehow I manage the El Patron of podcasting.
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Danielson. Uh, we commented on Uncaged that you know we hadn't seen Brian Danielson since he lost to Hangman Page uh, right. for the AEW World Championship. That was his first loss inside of AEW, if I remember correctly. I believe uh, it was, and now. Dickhead Danielson is back (laughs) and it looks like we're going to get Danielson versus Moxley. Um, that's, and I'm I'm trying to reason this out in my brain ever since we saw this on Friday night, Jimmy, because I don't feel like either one of these guys can lose right now. Like Moxley just coming back. Hangman kind of floundering as champion right now. He's, he's in the program with Lance Archer. Yeah, that's cool. But, he doesn't feel like your main baby face character on the show. He's not coming out and cutting 15 minute promos at the beginning of the show. I feel like John Moxley is that guy right now. Moxley is your lead baby face. Danielson is your top dog carry the microphone dickhead heel that <laughs> yeah. can go inside of the ring. I don't, I don't see where either one of these guys can afford to take a loss right now. And I'm terrified that we are just going to try to course correct and go back to where we were before Moxley went out. And they try to pull a double turn inside of this thing. I do not want Brian Danielson turning baby face. I do not want John Moxley turning heel. I know the temptation is there. Tony Khan get you right back where you were before Moxley went to rehab, but don't do it. Don't do it. It's not the time to do it, man. First of all, Moxley's
1: got the story like of redemption. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me of
0: when Seth Rollins returned at After Extreme Rules. Injury. Yep. Right. And he returns at Extreme Rules. The place pops huge. He's super over as a baby face. He comes out on Monday Night Raw and shits <laughs> all over all the fans.
1: <laughs> I didn't mind that at and the time. And it was there, like, dude. what
0: are you doing? <laughs> Doing, But it set Seth Rollins' career back like four years.
1: It's true. You're right, man. It's true. But he's a natural dickhead, too, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, he is
0: a natural dickhead, but he was also your lead babyface when you needed a lead babyface. And you turned him heel night two. And the crowd popped when he did that,
1: Huge. It's true. Uh, You're right. But that's the problem with professional wrestling, it seems, Jago. No one wants to strike while the iron's hot. They want to do the friggin' opposite. That's when they should
0: have turned Roman. When Seth came back from that injury, he was a super over as a babyface. You should have went with Rollins as the babyface, Roman as the heel, and the company would have been so much further along at this point.
1: Freaking Vince, dude. But back to Danielson. Don't do it. If, don't do it. That's right. Don't do it, TK, because that is just dumb. And it sets back Danielson, in my opinion, a few steps back. Because and you don't have is...
0: time to do that with Danielson. no.
1: Keep him as the dickhead Dan that we all know and love, right? Let him be an absolute prick. Poor, let him pour friggin' alcohol in, in Moxie's mouthful, I care, right? I mean, come on. That was, that was That's a
0: statement, right? I know it it's been a done state. a million times well, but like, in this context. I guess my question is, how personal do you want this thing to get? and does it need to be personal because it also feels like these are the two biggest badasses inside of AEW right now um like can't they just go out there and have a fight
1: nah they no. can't unfortunately man because Moxley doesn't compliment Danielson in that sort of way if that makes any sense if Moxley was someone like a Andrade say in terms of his in-ring work sure you could do that but in this case you know Moxley's always got a purpose man for moxley to be over he needs a purpose he needs something to sort of concentrate on and this is it so i think they should go full-blown feud don't let it be just some one week two thing
0: or two week thing in my opinion anyway that's just me the thing that's scary about that for me is if you get john moxley and brian danielson into a blood feud (laughs) they're gonna kill each other yeah and that's kind of scary to think about with, with those two talents specifically that's kind of scary to think about well
1: put it this way dude i was watching Moxie's gcw matches recently mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't believe he's even doing that shit still like he's back in czw back
0: in the day before he, he even got his run i know he loves, he loves it. it but come on dude <laughs> but i can see that being a checkbox for danielson too you think, and, and I don't think I don't want to say see that. Daniel. I don't think I want to see Daniel in no, that kind of environment. No. Hell no! I would
1: hate to see that. Talk about cringe. Nah, if he if he's thinking that way, he's got issues, man. He's got a death wish, literally. Well, it is
0: Brian Danielson. I mean, you know, hey. I know he's tough, man, but he's got to think. He doesn't have to prove that he's tough. That's the thing. To to Brian, he does. And that's the thing I don't understand about Brian Danielson. Like, bro, you've proved everything. (laughs) Over the course of the years, you have everybody in this business's respect. That's part of the reason it's difficult making you a heel. But right now, you're killing it. And if you let Moxley go out there and murder you inside of an AEW ring, all it's going to do is turn you baby face and turn Moxley heel. And I don't think now is the time to do that.
1: Well, that's exactly why this matchup is silly to begin with right now. I know they want to just get through what it was meant to be. It was meant to be the tournament matchup that them two were supposed to face yep. each other. But why did they have to do it the second Moxley is back, man? You know what I mean? And the fact that they've kept Danielson off television for a few weeks, I think sets him back big time, man.
0: Yeah, no, I you know what agree. I mean. Well, so, and I mean, I he just lost. He just lost right. the hangman. So, I mean, I'm interested to see where Brian takes this. Like, is he going to try to get personal with Moxley or is this simply going to be, listen, I lost the AEW championship match against hangman page. I realize I have to prove myself. And in order to prove myself, I'm going after the baddest motherfucker in the yard. And clearly the baddest motherfucker in the yard is John Moxley. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that for right now. Like, if you want to give me a more personal feud between the two down the road, cool. I just don't feel like now is the timing, for it. Right.
1: It's interesting, man, because I don't know where they're going to go, but knowing TK and AW, they're going to go into it like a blood feud, bro. Yeah. I mean, just going by the way they've been booking
0: lately, come on, man. You definitely know they're going to go down that route. Uh, let, let's touch on Punk and MJF. Um, I was a little disappointed this week. CM Punk versus Sean Spears, I believe, is the oh. holder of the shortest match inside of AEW. Is um, it? I, I believe so, when you look at the record wow. books. Um, you know how long it took CM Punk to beat uh, Sean Spears? 15 seconds? Oh, no, you're kidding. Ten. <laughs> no. Ten. That, that was obviously d-
1: designed to, you know, if end Pope that way. If doesn't but...
0: put that in his promo this week on Dynamite, I'm going to be sadly disappointed. Oh. But So now the the stage is set, Jimmy, and I don't know if MJF knows it or not, but CM Punk dropped the bomb. And for some reason, nobody's talking about it um, in two weeks. We're going to be in Chicago. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I know. Funny how that <laughs> works out, right? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's almost like somebody planned it that way.
1: Oh, it's, really?
0: But CM I mean... Punk said in his promo. I've beaten FTR. I beat Wardlow. I've beaten Sean Spears. And now, MJF, it looks like you're going to have to fight CM Punk in the one place you don't want to fight CM Punk. Where is that, ladies and gentlemen? Chicago. <laughs> this shit's going to happen in Chicago. CM Punk, hometown. Jimmy, he's- the right booking. He's looking at the he's- fucking lights. He's losing, bro. He's looking at the fucking <laughs> He's lights. He's looking at the fucking lights, man. If they don't go that
1: fucking that's way. That's the right
0: booking here. It absolutely man. is. You know, it
1: has to be done, man. And if CM Punk doesn't actually like open his mouth and actually say that to the booking committee, or whoever it is, I'd be bitterly disappointed. He's selfish. If that's the case. If they're gonna have a if they're gonna stretch out this feud to say double or nothing, you need MJF to win this match.
0: No MJF doubt. MJF has to go over Punk in Chicago. Has to. Bobo in the chat room, shout out to him. This Punk MJF feud feels just like Jericho 5 Greek Pillars angle all over again. I 100% <laughs> completely agree. I think this is the second or third time that we've done this. You got to go all the way through all the guys in the pinnacle and then you finally get to fight MJF. Uh it you're right. It's absolutely tired. Uh, but the nice part is we didn't realize it going into it. It wasn't established. That's just kind of how it's worked out. But I was, I was kind of irritated, Jimmy. I was looking forward to to Sean Spears versus CM Punk. I know those two guys could go out and tear the freaking house down. I'm really frustrated with the booking of Sean Spears. Um, that makes two of us, I, I, I've, I think I've always been higher on Sean Spears than a lot of people have. But, man, I just feel like he could be being used so much better inside of AEW right now. Dude,
1: it's no secret. I'm a big Sean Spears fan. All the way back to his Ty Dillinger days. And, man, I, I've I've always said this. I've said it on the skirmish. I've said it probably on Uncaged, 2. And I'm going to say it on the blow-off. What has this guy done to deserve this, man? Right, it's, it's almost like he's blackballed without being
0: blackballed, if that makes any sense. He's, you know what he's, I mean? It's almost like he's one of those guys who can get himself over without winning matches, which is a great asset. Absolutely. But then they just book him to lose all the fucking time, and it's, it's maddening to me. And, dude, and, and, and you know what's funny, man?
1: When I was seeing him come out to the ring, Right during his entrance, I realized how good he was, even just by walking out. Dude, the entrance is great,
0: everything his promo is great, he looks great, he can go in the ring. Like,
1: (laughs) come on, man, even when he's with
0: Ty Dillinger, other than the push, and it's not, can that's it, that's all it is, dude. And now it the same really thing is with Sean Spears. Like they did a, a, a road to AEW Dynamite, which unfortunately I didn't see until after AEW Dynamite. <laughs> they do a terrible job of promoting that stuff. Well, they don't but even promote it. It's like a, a pre-tape Sean Spears promo. And he absolutely freaking kills it. Absolutely kills it with the full like video package and everything. And I, they just do nothing with it. Drives me insane. Is it him being a team player too much of a team player or just they don't see it? You know what I mean? yeah like I, what is it well and i think part of it is you've brought in guys like adam cole and cm punk and brian danielson so and john moxley and i know but every time you bring one of those guys in sean spears gets pushed a little bit further down the yeah. cart and I'm now you've say, had guys like darby allen elevated wardlow you know mjf jungle dude, boy I, right
1: but i dare say he's got more charisma than most of those guys man
0: oh agreed agreed i'm
1: being straight up like, I'm talking about more charisma than Jungle Boy. Let's be honest, right? Yeah.
0: No, He's definitely
1: got so. more charisma than than pretty much a lot of guys, right? He should be in the TNT Championship picture at the very least.
0: He should you at least have some kind of credibility. And, right. and, and, I, and I don't feel like he does. That's That's the problem. He just doesn't even feel like a credible opponent at this point.
1: How do you do that to him? I will never figure it out. And the thing is, He's in prominent sort of storylines but not exactly at the same time. It's yeah. like he's there and he's probably all right with it's almost like an illusion, dude. He seems a lot better than what they book him as,
0: but really he's total trash. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. You know so. what I mean? Let's uh, let's shift let's talk a little bit about NXT. and um, NXT 2.0, there are some words out on the street, Jimmy that WWE not happy with NXT 2.0 and the way things are going. They thought the, the ratings would be higher. They thought that the, the fans would take more to these new upstart characters. What the hell were they thinking? I
1: I, I don't... I, I got it. I know exactly what's going on, Jago. What's going on? They're going to rename it, dude. It's bad enough that they had to change everything about Triple H's NXT. Well, Vince going to go one further, man. You know what he's going to do? He's going to scrap the NXT 2.0 name and call it the next generation, baby.
0: Uh, well, they do already have that NIL thing, too, which is Whoa, a, a terrible go. play on what the NCAA is doing with name, image, and likeness <laughs> inside of a WWE context. They call it Next in Line. Um, right. So, Which is where they kind of got Gable Stevenson and, and whatnot. But I don't know, man. I, th- I'm telling I, you. I still have not watched an episode of NXT 2.0. Really? Uh, they're not putting out anything that I want to see. It's I, not too bad. To be to be fair, it's the, actually not as bad as people think. The only thing that I tuned in for, I tuned in for War Games. Um, I was not impressed by the new NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Uh, I, I mean, I see video clips on on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter as I'm surfing the the cesspool that is Twitter. <laughs> um, I I just I don't see anything going on there that feels like it's anything I need to watch. Oh, look, I'm going to have to disagree
1: there a little bit there, jugger I think Braun Breaker is definitely the next big thing. The guy is literally exactly like Scott and Rick Steiner, dude. I mean, seriously, he he's jacked like Scott. He even looks probably more like Scott, but you could tell he's Rick's kid also. Dude, he's... He's pretty athletic man for a guy that's only been wrestling for like a year he gets it man i think he'll be a big deal I, he'll be as big of a deal as vince feels like pushing him to be i mean i think vince sees it in him dude 100 percent. the good thing look there's one positive thing about vince's run nxt at least you know if he thinks you're a star in nxt you think once they get to the main roster, they're not going to get screwed around like all of Triple H's guys have been over the years.
0: You think? Well, and you know what doesn't help is when they do stupid shit like rename Walter oh. to Gunther. Now, I'm yeah. not. I'm not upset about the name Gunther. I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'm ups- I'm. I'm upset. That they're renaming Walter to begin with because Walter is he? <laughs> why go against the machine? Walter is one of those names that before he was even signed with the WWE, there was enough buzz around Walter. <laughs> that the WWE fans at least had heard of him. He was getting mainstream without being inside of the WWE context. He's been with the company for years at this point. He was the longest reigning champion inside of the company for years at this point with the NXT UK Championship. He's been on SmackDown before when, the, you know, half of the freaking roster was stuck in, you know, country name redacted. <laughs> right. Like it, It's not like you're just introducing him to the audience and nobody knows who this guy is. It's not like you're bringing in MSK and renaming them. People know who the fuck Walter is. If you would have done this three years ago when you signed him, I wouldn't have a problem with it. (laughs) Right. But now to do it, it's just a slap in the fans face and it's little slaps in the face like this that eventually fans say, you know what? Screw it. I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. And this is just another example. I'm not upset with the name. I'm upset no, that you. this is even a conversation and they're changing the name. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: You're spot on, man. And he was a big deal before WWE. Everybody was getting to know who who Walter was. And the thing is, how long has he been with WWE for now? Three years? Like three, and three, and a half three years. years. Right. He was Walter all this time just for them to change it to Gunter Starks, was it originally? Or something like that?
0: Right. And you know what, I, upon further research, I'm going to give WWE a pass on this whole Gunther Stark thing. (laughs) I I was really, really torn if this was intentional or if it was just, you know, one of those freak accident things. But when you really look up who this Gunther Stark dude was, he was a fucking (laughs) nobody. I, 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 I mean know. I mean He's if, if they would have Yeah, if they would have named him like you know Heinrich Himmler, like you know, <laughs> then I would have a, a bit of an issue. <laughs> but you look up this fucking Gunther Stark dude, uh... he died when he was like 27. He had two missions, like he was literally a fucking nobody. This was, you know, the IWC just oh look at I gotta get my my fucking fire breathing Twitter machine going. <laughs> you know, well, uh... and it's just I, I'm giving them a pass on this one. And at least they dropped the Stark thing as soon as they found out about it. Now it's just Gunther, which is actually better because it's closer to Walter. I just wish they would have done it three <laughs> fucking years ago. I know
1: that's true, man. It's it's dumb. It's just like war machine, dude. Same kind of deal. You know what I mean? They went from War Machine to the War Raiders to the Viking Raiders, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know what, you know what I'm saying? So now we went from Walter for three years. Teganta Stocks, Gunther, Thank God that I'm calling Dolphy.
0: You know, so I, I, I had this service for my TV provider. Right. And it, I can't get a hold of them. Like my subscription was up and I'm trying to get a hold of them to pay my bill because there's an issue with their PayPal. Right. And it wasn't working. So in the meantime, while I'm waiting to hear back from this name redacted company, um, I have YouTube TV. And it works great. I'm, I'm actually really, really impressed with YouTube TV. This is not an inset ad. Um, yeah. But so I tuned into SmackDown this week, and I actually watched SmackDown. I'm like, you know, it's it, it's a week before the Rumble. Let's kind of tune in, see what the temperature is, what's going on on SmackDown. And I saw the artist formerly known as War Machine, and I was, I was embarrassed for them. <laughs> I mean, I love freaking Hanson and Rowe. Like... War Machine, that like one of my favorite tag teams on the independent scene going back several years, the wars that they had with guys like Red Dragon were absolutely, absolutely fantastic and I just feel like they have become caricatures of themselves and like They've this walking around you know, right. doing this bullshit beating <laughs> on your fucking chest and it's just like they
1: might as well be doing this dude. Oh, that's what they should man. be doing, they're licking people's faces bro, in this COVID era
0: Man, seriously they're the just,
1: bushwhackers right now
0: oh it, yeah. and the bushwhackers were even more over than these guys oh my god yeah the bushwhackers is a great comparison because you go back and watch the freaking sheepherders you would not <laughs> yeah. believe that they became the bushwhackers <laughs> absolutely you violent savages believe. bro <laughs> yeah crazy let's absolutely. talk about the uh, the rumble a little bit Uh, So going down at the rumble, we've got some championship matches and we got the two rumble matches, only six matches advertised for this show. And that makes me kind of happy. Jimmy T I I don't know what you want to do next week with the pay-per-view being on Saturday. Do you want, yeah, the pay-per-view is on Saturday. It seems like they're really making this change and and I'm totally down with that. So do you want to do blow off on Sunday so we can talk about the rumble afterwards? I think it would be silly not to do that, dude. (laughs) Okay. Well, then we have to talk about the Rumble this week and and, and kind of figure out who we think is going to win this thing. Um, I guess we'll start off with, you know, the the mixed tag match that nobody cares about Edge and Beth (laughs) Phoenix versus Ms. and Maurice. I'm not watching Raw, I I just see video clips. This is, I, I feel like this is just so Edge and Beth can you know, put a check in the box and say we work together on uh, national TV and Ms. and Maurice are just put opposite of them. I, I, It is what it is, right? He's the cheesiest freaking feud it's, I've crap. ever it, seen. It, this it's is crap. sports entertainment crap. That's I guess, my pal. I guess the real issue is, is this a good way to be using Edge? I mean, like... Uh. Yeah. shouldn't edge be like one of the people on the short list of people we think is going to win the Royal rumble inside of this. Yeah. Like do they, how many stars do they have that are bigger than edge on the roster at this point? And you got them in a mixed tag match.
1: WWE for you, dude. I mean, this is crazy, bro. I mean, maybe it's edge's idea just to appease his misses in I Beth guess. Phoenix. Right. It could be just that. Look, the Miz and Maurice are naturally great together. They just, Oh yeah. They complement each other perfectly. Marie elevates
0: that act so much. Oh,
1: it's it's insane. 100. 100%, dude. Whereas Beth Phoenix and Edge come across as that cheesy sort of, I don't know, man. Like it's embarrassing almost, you know. And it's yeah. more because of Beth than Edge, if anything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it is what it is. They're going to give
0: Edge and Beth their win. And off through the sunset they go, dude. They, it, it's like they think that Beth Phoenix was a much bigger star than she actually was. No offense. Uh, I mean, she just, yeah, you know, mm. yeah, she just wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Do Drop. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> Becky just wins this, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like, and and this is one of my problems with WWE booking is Do Drop has basically been, uh, afterthought to the eva marie character but she's still around and she's lost a bunch of matches but she won one match and so now it's her turn to get a title shot against becky and lose while we just you know kind of bide time for bianca Belair until we get to WrestleMania. like i feel what like that's sh- just the plan right now
1: i mean do jobs gonna be released say in about two three months anyway let's
0: be honest right seriously i mean i'm totally fine with that because <laughs> i i mean i'm not a huge piper niven fan But, I mean, she's way better than what she's getting done right now.
1: She was better when she was Piper than she is a dude, drop, whatever she says. I mean, seriously. She was better when she
0: was Viper than when she was Piper.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Perfectly put, dude. I mean, like I said, man, this is going to go nowhere. Don't be surprised if this match goes for five minutes, dude.
0: You think it goes that long? Good God.
1: Probably. Probably.
0: It's going to be a long five minutes.
1: Oh. Big time. And this, yeah, literally big time. Yeah, this sucks, dude. What sort of card have we got already just to open up Royal Rumble?
0: Well, that's Seriously. what I'm saying. Like, we Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Miz Ugh. and Maryse, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. And then we have the two Rumble matches in the two title matches. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. And Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> and I feel like Roman versus Rollins opens. I like because I feel like the Royal Rumble is the Roman Reigns show. Like, he loses the title in the first match, he comes back and wins the Rumble, he smashes everybody. And then at the end of the show, he confronts Brock Lesnar for the championship. Like, I feel like this is the Roman Reigns show. I'll be this
1: look, it that's probably exactly what's going to happen. It just makes total sense, right? I mean, if I they want to go,
0: I bring out our truth number one in the Rumble. <laughs> Right. And while he's rapping on his way to the ring, a pissed off Roman Reigns who just got screwed out of the championship by Seth freaking Rollins. He can't beat Seth Rollins. Death taxes and and Uh Rollins beats Roman. Right. Like those are the three facts in life. Rollins goes over by some Tom Fuckery. (laughs) Roman Reigns is pissed. He kills our truth before our truth can get into the ring. Roman Reigns is number one in the Rumble and he smashes everybody. Roman Reigns by himself eliminates 29 other men.
1: (laughs) 29, like 29. He smashes
0: everybody. (laughs) So I mean, that's what he's been saying for months, right? I'm going to smash everybody. Let him go out and smash everybody. So let me
1: get this right. You're essentially saying, and we did talk about this last week on the blow-off too, but you're essentially saying we're going to have one-on-one matches all the way through with Roman just... Yep, just a series of two-minute matches. It's
0: it's basically going to be like, (laughs) you you know, in Japanese pro wrestling, when a a star retires, they have like a 60-minute gauntlet match, and it's just a series of like two-minute matches. (laughs) Yeah, That's what this is going to be. It's going to be dude comes out, Roman Superman punches that motherfucker and throws his ass over the top rope, and then he stands there and looks at his watch stone-cold style. Bring out the next motherfucking guy. Right, oh, and then God. Roman smashes him, and he smashes twenty nine other dudes. That's Damn. the way this rumble goes. And, the twenty nine, though, all twenty nine. Like, let him <laughs> just go through <laughs> everyone. I like it. I like it. But
1: one of two things is going to happen, though, Jago. Either he's it's going to backfire, and he's going to get mega heat, bro, just for like
0: mega heats what you want right but, but,
1: but what are they trying to do but also he could get baby face reaction by doing that too
0: well then that's, you turn Brock that's the thing. with with paul like either way i feel like this is a he either gets mega over as a baby face and people are finally like you know what i respect what roman is doing right now and, and people get behind it or they boo him out of the freaking building in which case great so it's a win-win basically it's a win-win
1: either way you go <laughs> true and that's funny that i say that because really it's it really could go either way it's either heat or baby face reaction like strong baby face reaction and i really don't know which way the fan base will actually lean to which is interesting
0: yeah i i that's what i would do i think it'd be great i think it'd be great you probably will i mean and then and then when it comes to oh well you can't do that it's the royal rumble okay well here's my counter to that Ronda Rousey wins the women's rumble. Like and does the same thing, basically. Well, no, (laughs) no, not necessarily. Like you have a a regular rumble match. It's a good match. Rousey like eliminates Charlotte to win the damn thing. She can go and then she can challenge Charlotte for that championship. You do that at WrestleMania. You get all the mainstream headlines. It's going to be on TMZ. It's going to be on ESPN. And so the men's rumble is really the throwaway match on the show. So you do something that's never been done before and you have Roman smash everybody. But th- I like it. They're going to be wrong, but
1: there could be one negative to this though. Doesn't that bury the whole friggin' roster though, man?
0: The whole freaking roster is already buried compared <laughs> yeah. to Roman
1: Reigns. Technically, technically, right. But uh, I don't know what type of message that sends to the, to the
0: actual roster too, man. Well, and especially then you have in the main event, Brock Lesnar squashes Bobby Lashley. Oh. He just squashes him. It's it's a three minute oh, match.
1: Man. Talk about killing Lashley though. Doing that, I don't know, dude. You
0: can't. But do so that, you have, man. so you have the dominant beast champion. You have the dominant challenger who just buried the entire roster, <laughs> and that's your main event of WrestleMania.
1: Damn! Talk about. <laughs> Look,
0: dude, I, I What saw the it. fuck else do they got, Jimmy? Oh, I mean, that's the problem. What oh. else do they got? You're gonna put I over know. AJ Styles? Like, I well, mean,
1: clearly not. They've killed him also what? in many. So what? Ways, so we can go I mean, no job
0: on. to either Lesnar or Roman at WrestleMania? Like, where's the intrigue there? Like, I'd love to see AJ win a rumble, but me too. Absolutely. There's there's sure. legitimately nobody on that men's roster that feels like they should win this rumble. Like more so WB than beachful. ever. Right. No, you're right. And so you definitely... put Seth over at the beginning of the show and then Roman smashes everybody. It's the Roman uh, Reigns for... show. And But as far as Lashley goes,
1: I saw a headline where Lashley apparently, he was doing an interview, I can't remember with who, but he essentially said that he didn't want to work the match, the, the, the five-way at day one, that pay-per-view, right? Where Lesnar interjects himself. He didn't want to work it because of Lesnar interjecting into that main event spot. But eventually they convinced him and he eventually got his way in many ways by doing some shit to Lesnar, like, you know, spear him through the barricade and whatnot. But really, he was saying, I don't want to p I don't want to be in this match. If Lesnar's gonna go over, I don't want to be in this match. And but he eventually agreed. So what about if he says, sorry, that don't work for me, brother?
0: I mean, <laughs> I feel like this I this match to me is the bell rings. Lashley gets one up on Lesnar, hits him with a spear, hits him with the finish. Brock kicks out at one. Lashley can't believe it. Brock catches him with an F5, and that's it. Like so you try, did... you, you try to protect Lashley as much as you possibly can. You put him over very, very strong at the very beginning of the match, and Brock just happens to catch him with an F5. And we all know that once you get hit with an F5, you're dead.
1: Right. But then you're essentially booking the the Goldberg Lesnar match, dude, all over yeah. again. Except, yep. except this time you got two guys that are absolute at their peak of their powers, bro. Yep. I don't know if Lashley can afford to have that sort of loss unless he cost Lesnar the title. Okay, at what's WrestleMania. The,
0: let, then let me ask you this: What's better, what I just suggested, <laughs> or they go out there, they fight for thirteen minutes? And then Brock Lesnar gives him an F5 and beats him. (laughs) Because at least in my scenario, you're protecting Lashley a little bit. Like Brock just happens to catch him. You put him over strong at the beginning of the match. They go out there and go 50-50 for 13 minutes. And then Brock just plain beats him. Then where does that leave Lashley? Yeah, no, you're right, man. It's be have really booked
1: themselves into a corner. Even now, I don't think that matchup was the right time. I would have thought this would have been WrestleMania matchup. Yeah. It's not, unfortunately. They're, they've done this to themselves, man. So whatever they try to do, is it's going to either be bad for business, literally, or I don't know. It's a real rock and a hard play situation in many ways, Jago. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh,
0: let, let's talk about Summer Rae. Uh, oh. Because
1: that'd be legend summer ray.
0: wwe legend <laughs> summer ray oh, um and, and i this isn't even necessarily about summer ray this, this is kind of like the beth phoenix thing like do right. they really think that summer ray was that over like do they think that people have like fond memories of summer ray <laughs> absolutely not i mean what are they thinking like this is like when they started calling everybody a superstar. If you start calling everybody a legend, you have no more legends. And you're, you're running pretty low as, the, as it is already. Man. Well,
1: first of all, I couldn't wait for Summer Ray to get fired back then, dude. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I concur with that. I'm being dead serious. I really did. Call her and a now, legend? Really? <laughs> she's a legend, bro. I mean, essentially, anybody that's been there years ago, that wasn't even over. He's a WWE legend now, bro. I mean,
0: I wouldn't even call Nikki Bella a WWE legend. She's a legend. I, How
1: dare you, bro? When I look at
0: the list of qualifications, <laughs> she's got way more boxes <laughs> checked than
1: Summer Ray does. Oh, I'm sure she does. Down there, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah. The only no, way I right. want a Summer Ray return is
0: if Deputy Dango shows up. <laughs> I mean. Oh, no, boy. No yeah who do you yeah. got for the women's rumble i mean it, obviously if ronda <laughs> rousey is available ronda rousey wins this thing w- without any question
1: there's people out there that truly think mickey james has got a chance she's getting thrown over like a piece of trash as she got thrown out of the company
0: well they they same way they have rehabilitation groups available for those kind of individuals <laughs> I'm, I'm sure john moxley can direct you oh. to your closest facility <laughs> oh, no. um who wins this if Ronda Rousey is not in it? Ronda Rousey, I don't care. It's Ronda Rousey, bro. I mean, I mean, seriously. Like, I mean, if you, she's not, else? if if she's not in it, if Rousey's not oh. coming back, who wins it? I mean, I feel like your options are: you have Charlotte, Cha-cha. yeah, you you have Charlotte, you have Bianca Belair. Who won last year? Do they really want to give her back-to-back wins? Hell no. She Seems a little surprising it. if they do yeah, it. Right. But it does feel like Bianca and Becky is kind of the path for WrestleMania. But if you bring Rousey back, obviously, I want Rousey and Lynch. I, I don't want Rousey and Charlotte. No. Um, Rousey and Lynch is much better sort of storyline. So who, who else is – I mean, Asuka? Should we be talking about Asuka as a potential we winner? We should, but she's not winning it. Uh, Bailey, should we be talking about Bailey as a potential winner? Potentially. Cause I feel yeah, like Sasha but- Banks was supposed to win the Royal rumble this year. And now we have to pivot to something else with Sasha injured. He's ba- I don't think Bailey's even ready to come back though, dude. Bobo says Oscar comes back and wins. I mean, if you nah. want to go to Oscar and Charlotte, Pat WrestleMania, oh, I mean, I, I, I could see that as a, as a scenario and then, right. You either get to Bianca and Becky or Rousey and Becky over on Raw. Like I I with having the two titles, I feel like you do have to kind of consider like we're looking at this as who's gonna face Becky. Well, maybe it's who's gonna face Charlotte.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean,
0: you could go with the Charlotte win because it's Charlotte, right? But then you have to do unify the titles. And I, I don't think that's I, I think that's fan. Driven rumor and innuendo. I, I don't think definitely. the company has any intention of doing that.
1: Just like Stardust appearing in the Royal Rumble is definitely fan-driven. Yeah, that not, ain't not happening.
0: Really.
1: Not Stardust. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, it's it's people are really predicting wild shit right now for this Rumble. But it's going to be very disappointing, I think, on who's going to win. I think Rousey, if she doesn't come back
0: at this Rumble, she's done with WWE. She ain't come. She ain't never coming back. I agree. I, I feel like now is absolutely the right time for Rousey to win it. If she's going to do it. Um, I don't know if she's going to do it. I don't know if she has any desire to come back. I mean, she doesn't really have a reason to come back other than she wants to. And I'm just not sure she wants to. It's a shame too,
1: because she's naturally great at it at doing what she does, man. Well, I think I, she's good as a professional wrestler too,
0: man. I think to be honest with you. I think she's a big name. gets you mainstream appeal and WWE needs that more than they need big great perkers, you know, right and they definitely
1: don't need no princes and shit like that if you know what i mean i'm not talking about uh finn bellow i'm talking about the our saudi friends right yeah which i shouldn't have even
0: said we have to take uh, that into consideration as well (laughs) yeah
1: we could get uh, what's his name winning the rumble possibly um what's the saudi kid's name um mansoor 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 could possibly win the royal rumble if if they're paid enough
0: now, if you buy into the rumor and the innuendo that they are going to put a Jew in the elimination chamber oh. in Saudi Arabia, um, oh, I, I, I think you have to assume that Goldberg wins that match if he is in it. Um, <laughs> oh, Goldberg, Seth Rollins? Oh, no. Please. I mean, is Come on. that like a real possibility for WrestleMania, Goldberg versus Seth Rollins?
1: Every time WrestleMania comes along, man, that's always a possibility, dude.
0: Ugh. Yep, Goldberg. Yeah,
1: isn't this the time where he wins the title
0: anyway? I hated Goldberg in 1997.
1: Me too, Mike. bro. I couldn't stand him. I hated him. Oh, straight fan. up. No. I was in WF for
0: life, bro. Uh, there is one <laughs> other guy that is rumored to be making an appearance on Saturday in St. Louis, and his name is The Undertaker.
1: Uh, Can uh, he rest in peace already, Jago?
0: I feel like this is the Hall of Fame announcement uh, that oh, that right. they're that they're putting Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. WrestleMania is in Dallas. It makes sense that they is would bring Undertaker in? back at the Rumble. Um, I do not expect Undertaker to be in the Royal Rumble match. Please uh, no. I no. No.
1: no. Hell no. no. <laughs> but it is WWE and Vince McMahon. They'll pay him enough money to to do that.
0: No. <laughs> oh. i i takers made his money oh. i mean at this point just right off into the sunset cowboy let it go and stay there yep <laughs>
1: Keep so that's going to wrap
0: things up for this week's blow off. Thanks for listening and or watching. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. And then you can catch me over on social media at not Jargo. You can get Jimmy T over at the PWC network online, of course, at DJ mass with an underscore at the beginning and the end, Jimmy, what all you guys got going on over at the PWC this week?
1: Well, uh, we've got all sorts of stuff going on, man. It's just been so hot for me to even do the the editing lately, dude. It's it's been just so atrocious hot. down here. I'm <sighs> telling you, bro. I'm sweating just sitting here. It's that bad. But look out for the skirmish. Look out for the extra, and they'll they'll be coming up any you know, shortly, any day now, possibly even tonight. Five degrees where I am, and
0: you're complaining about it being too hot. And you're in a freaking jersey what the fuck i'm in the basement man it's warm down here (laughs) i mean it's great the The studio's in the basement (laughs) once you get below ground it retains heat it's great oh well true that's very it's also why i bought a brick house you know
1: (laughs) yeah it it sucks during summer though because it literally
0: absorbs the heat though man yeah but Thank God for central air conditioning. No sin greater Absolutely. than central air conditioning. You prick. Thank you. Kevin Smith. <laughs> we will talk to you next Sunday back here for an all new edition of the blow off. As we talk about the Royal rumble match until then we are off like a prom dress. See ya. Adios.